You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Once again, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. And by the way, you guys should check out Locked On NBA, the NBA draft. It's tomorrow and Locked On NBA, they're mocking and drafting every single first round pick. You can listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day leading up to the draft to hear projections of each pick and expert analysis from Chad Ford, the Athletics, John Hollinger, and Sports Illustrated's Jeremy Wu. So again, check the feed to catch up on past shows and don't miss a pick. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Today wherever you get your podcast. We were featured there and we picked Inyeka Kungwu, although that seems unrealistic now. After some <laughs> of those rumors came about, some people had Inyeka mocked to the Charlotte Hornets. We were one of those uh, people and it seems like James Wiseman, Nada, is going to be a guy that the Charlotte Hornets are zeroing in on. It's always been really the the thing that kickstarted all of these rumors, but yeah. perhaps that's just what they are because let's get to some of the things we're going to talk about today. Nada, the, the yes. first, I, I want to get to some of the sound bites from Bobby Marks. We had him on the wake up call this morning. He's one of the best in the game to talk about this stuff with. And of course he spent some time in the front office with the Nets organization and with the Charlotte Hornets specifically, there have been so many different things said about what this franchise is really interested in, whether it is yeah. Wiseman, whether they want to trade up to number one, whether they really want Russell Westbrook, whether they're heavily considering a Kongwu. There have been so many different things said about this damn franchise. I asked Bobby Marks if in his time in the front office with the Nets, has he been one to put out information to lead other teams off of the scent? Here's what Bobby Marks had to say. Yeah, I think when, you know, if you like a player, you're not certainly not tipping your hand that you're saying you like five players. I think you're you're certainly making phone calls if you're, you know, Charlotte to move back in a draft, move up in a draft here. Certainly that gets out. Um, mostly, I would say everything that's out there is probably 98% not true. So there is that 2% there. But, yeah, it's just, it's just part of the game as far as putting that smoke screen out there because maybe – you know, maybe if you're a, a team like Minnesota who's sitting at one, maybe you can try to get an extra asset by moving back. You know, similar to Philly did, um, what Boston did with the Jason Tatum trade, they moved back two slots and got a, a future first um, because Philly wanted Markel Fultz. So, yeah, I think that's it's just part of the game. It's not blatant, um, but that's just that's the nature of the beast. So, not a, how about 98%? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Everything is BS, apparently. Like, like everything that we hear is BS about what these teams want. And Bobby is sitting there telling you, we lied all the time. We put out all sorts of misinformation to lead teams astray. And we'll see if that's exactly what the Charlotte Hornets did. I stand by. I think the Hornets want Wiseman. And I think everything else was kind of a smokescreen. But Bobby Mark's telling you there that we did it all the time. And everything you hear, you have to take with a grain of salt because it's just too hard to make sense of. Now, again, a lot of this scares me from it, a lot of this scares me and a lot of this doesn't surprise me at the same time. But it's one of those situations where I kind of want the. I feel like Santa, again, Santa Claus isn't real, Walker. Like, why are we being lied to this often for things <laughs> that are going to happen anyway? You know what I mean? Like, 
I feel like these, this feels like unrepentant lying for no reason. Just say who you want, at least for our sakes. Like now, granted, there are things that you've completely, you've clearly noticed with the Charlotte Hornets team, and the fact that they've taken this guy out to dinner, the fact that they've, I don't know, they've, they've clearly had multiple meetings with him. Wiseman has even said as much right now at this point. Like, at what point does this just become absolutely berserk? And, and again, I don't think they're lying to us at this point. And I, I we'll talk about no. it later. But I'm at this. I'm at the point where it's just like, yeah, it's going to be Wiseman. Well, let's get to it. So let's play the other sound bite. Just how badly do the Hornets want Wiseman, if that is indeed the case? And what would it take to get up to the number one overall pick? And what kind of value does that number one overall pick hold this year compared to other NBA drafts? Here's more from Bobby Marks. Yeah, I think the, I think the number one pick in this year's draft is probably equal to probably what the sixth or seventh pick in next year's draft in 21 is going to be. I, I think that's kind of where we're staring at it. So if you need, if you want to get up two spots, you know, is it going to be, is it going to be a guy like, you know, Miles um, Bridges? Is it going to be a future one? I, I, so I think you're looking at probably a player or a pick. I don't see it costing you both, which maybe it would have done in, in previous years. I mean, not a, that's a big drop off. Yeah. Bobby saying that the first overall pick is worth what the sixth or the seventh overall pick would be worth in next year's NBA draft. And I, I don't think that's shocking to everybody else. I think most people would say that this number one overall pick, I think people understand that, that it just doesn't hold the same value. And yet still the number one pick being compared to the sixth or seventh in next year's NBA draft, it, it goes to show you, I, I would really dislike if the Hornets decided to do this, but I saw you on Twitter. Nada. Mm-hmm. And you said that if, as long as it's not a first round pick that the Hornets are dealing along with a pick swap to get up to number one, that you'd be okay with it. Now I can't imagine that would ring true if it's PJ Washington or Devonte Graham, but with realistic options out there, as long as it's not a first round pick, you're accepting that the Charlotte Hornets might do that for James Wiseman and you'd be okay with it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm like, I, we know the, everything that you hear, like, again, clearly in front, uh, like everything that's fit for public and not for, fit for public consumption has been said again. Everyone that's been saying this has been saying the same thing. They really want Wiseman. They really want Wiseman. They are willing to do a lot to get Wiseman. I am at the point where, PJ Washington was a guy that I wasn't really that enamored with and I was dead wrong. And miles bridges was a guy that I wasn't all that enamored with. I wanted Porter. I was kind of right with that, but even then miles bridges has shown you something. We know what this team is going to do. It's just, please don't embarrass us. I think that's where I'm at with a lot of this. Please don't embarrass us. Please don't give out a so, first-round pick for this. That's all I ask. Uh, it sounds like you've been beaten down. It sounds like you've done a, lo- done a lot of mental wrestling. And I'm here to tell you to stay strong. I would not want the Hornets to go draft James Wiseman at number one. I'm hoping that he falls there. And we've talked about that enough times. Going to a larger point with what you're saying, that Mitch Kupchak has earned your trust because of what has happened with PJ Washington and maybe what happened with Devonte Graham and even what happened with Cody Martin. Now, I don't know your take on Devonte. I think we kind of did like Devonte actually at the beginning of all of this, but certainly in this last draft uh, draft, P, uh, PJ Washington, he was the right pick at 12 yeah. overall. I mean, that guy 
looked really good last season. The only other ones that you could truly argue it's Brandon Clark. I mean, he PJ was better than Tyler hero from an overall standpoint. And yes. yet people fell in love with what Tyler did in the postseason. Now Tyler was good. I, there, there were certainly those games, but PJ, I have no problem with keeping PJ over Tyler hero, especially with what this team needs. I, I I'm, I'm happy that he's on this roster and you're right. Me and you both weren't exactly all that thrilled with it, but I, I think it does go to say that I, I think Mitch Kupchak is doing the right stuff and, and it sounds like he's earned your trust, not he's earned mine. And this was something that wasn't all that unforeseen, right? Like we had yeah. seen him with the Lakers do some good things in the second round. And even in the first round, you know, when they drafted Brandon Ingram, that was always going to be the pick. So it's not like he, you know, pulled this heist on anybody, but that was somebody that eventually did start to, you know, come into his own a little bit more. They did, they did make the decision to go after D'Angelo Russell instead of Jaleel Okafor. And that was the right call. And it took a little while, but that certainly was the right call. Um, you know, like Mitch Kupchak, I think does have a pretty decent draft history and we can go back to the Andrew Bynum's of the world. And I, I know they dealt Mark Gasol, but I guess they still did select Mark Gasol in the second mm-hmm. round. And we've seen guys stick around with them. And so that wasn't completely unforeseen, but we've seen a little bit of that with the Charlotte Hornets. Like, it seems like he does a good job come draft time. And you're hoping that that continues to ring true here again. I don't want him to trade up for it because that means giving up on a miles bridges or whatever you might give up on. But um, I, I'm with you. Like, I understand that you kind of put your faith into Mitch Kupchak. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit more about the NBA draft coming up. Um, but first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Go. It comes from the makers of Built Bar, whether it's a mental or physical wall. Break uh, through it with a Built Go every single day. It's It comes in easy to take one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. The bottom line is it's the best workout gel on the market. It comes in three delicious flavors too. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with collagen protein. And not only do you feel better, but the stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. A couple more segments to go here on the Locked On Hornets podcast, coming up next on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise rather than counterclockwise. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. As we've been doing quite a bit, we keep going back to the mock draft well, and Doug Branson would be proud of us for doing so. And even one in particular mock draft we've been going back to a lot because it has been the creation of a lot of different buzz. People will aggregate some of the things that Kevin O'Connor will write, and they'll talk about it quite a bit, uh, such as us raising our hand. So when you look at the Charlotte Hornets selection in the latest mock draft, one day ahead of the real damn thing, Nada, which you know Kevin O'Connor wants to be as right as possible on this last one. So this is the one. If you're going to put something up on the bulletin board, these are what uh, these are the picks that all of these teams are going to make. Perhaps this is the one that O'Connor would be putting up. At number three, he still has the Charlotte Hornets taking Anyeka Okongwu with Anthony Edwards going one and James Wiseman going number two. So this is the latest write-up that he has. And the first sentence could not be truer. And it's the first time anybody's admitted it. He said, 
No one knows exactly what the Hornets general manager, Mitch Kupchak is thinking or what type of influence team owner, Michael Jordan will have over the team selection. So, yep, that's it. I mean, that's basically the thing we needed to take into consideration. He, (laughs) he does continue to write (laughs) league sources have long said the Hornets preference is to trade up for Wiseman or pick a Kung Wu, which I don't think we've long said that the the second part, but whatever, both would be great front court fits next to PJ Washington. However, league sources say there are people within Charlotte's front office, possibly even MJ himself who want LaMelo taking ball would not necessarily mean keeping him though. Teams like Detroit or New York could trade up to this spot and a Kong Wu would likely still be on the board later on. Now that's what I want to talk about. Nada. Yeah. It's the fact that that little part at the end is something that's put in a more of a realistic opportunity than I think we've been giving it credence for the fact that yeah. the Hornets could possibly trade back. Now, if Michael Jordan wants LaMelo and he's the best player available on their board, then they're probably going to keep him. And it would take an impressive haul to move back. But if that really is an opportunity, if you could get the Detroit Pistons selection at number seven overall, get first round picks in the future from them, which you know those things are going to be real valuable. You have zero faith that the Detroit Pistons are going to get it all figured out. Then I would absolutely take a LaMelo ball, trade back, and then take an Okongwu at seven and or of a cell. Like we've talked about that. We, we've talked yeah. about the possibility of trading back before, but it still doesn't seem realistic. You know, Rick Bennell mentioned that on the wake up call that that would be the least likely thing to happen for the Hornets. And I probably still agree with that. Um, yes. But if, if Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman are off of the board, right? Like if Juan and Edwards is gone and it's believed that those are the two most coveted dudes um, in the draft for the Hornets, then perhaps that would create a realistic scenario for the Charlotte Hornets to use that third overall pick and trade back rather than just keeping whatever player they take in that spot. I've had conversations with some folks that know, and that's what I've heard is that if they, if the, the guy that they don't want is there and it's Wiseman and Edwards, they're trading out and it makes sense. But at the same time, there's a part of me that wonders what everybody in that front office is so afraid of with LaMelo ball, because clearly I understand that the shot is something that is, that does need work. The culture is something, and I've said this before, culture is something you don't take a risk on in year one of a rebuild. At the same time, we're talking about a six-five guy that can get, what, get wherever he wants to on the floor, and especially in the pick and roll, which is something that the Charlotte Hornets run a lot of. If you're going to trade back, it better be, there better be a 2021 pick involved, because if, so, if not, this front office has promised a special player over and over again, and yet at the same time, we're not at this point where we can say, "Hey, we can we can deal a special, we can deal up the chance at a special player, and not get multiple cracks at, at some kind of draft." Because if it's only this draft, and you're only getting one crack at this draft, and you're not even getting into the meat of it, where the better players might be, and potentially get an Aaron Neesmith, who I think is a special guy, then at this um, point, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, and, and you say that this regime has promised a special player. I think they've actually been not very clear on that. Like, they've talked about how you can get a special player in the top three. And they've also talked about 
um, you know, like you, you got to be able to hit on it. I mean, they've just not been clear about what they're, what kind of player you can get in the top three. They could trade back. There are plenty of opportunities that they could exhaust. And so like, I don't think that Mitch Kupchak has ever said anything definitive. Hey, we're going to use this third overall pick to get some crazy special player. Like if, if the Detroit Pistons are willing to give up a decent amount because they want LaMelo ball, or even if that team is the New York Knicks, if James Dolan and whoever with the New York Knicks decide LaMelo would be a lot of fun in Madison Square Garden, whenever fans are allowed back in, then maybe the New York Knicks would be stupid enough to give up something substantial for the Hornets to then move back. And then a Kongwu probably does come, um, become the focal point. Yeah. And, and again, we've talked about that a little bit too. Like I, I worry about... Kongwu, you worry about maybe the Wizards jumping up because it seems like most people think the Wizards are the floor for a Kongwu and they'd be at nine. Would they trade up with the Hawks at six to jump the Hornets in a Detroit yes. Pistons potential trade? Yes. And so that would be something you worry about, but it's a chance I'm absolutely willing to take. You know, you'll go ahead and collect a haul from the Detroit Pistons, whether it's like a Luke Kennard or whatever, something like that, and get a first round pick and get a Kongwu. I, I that would be my favorite thing, Nada. That's my number one choice, even if it seems the least likely. Like, at, at, but here's the thing with the trade back, and I guess this is where I'm at now. If you're going to trade back, it's got to be for, and the Kongwu's gone. So now you've got Noah Kongwu. The special players, the, the quote unquote special players from this draft are gone. Who's left? Is it Okoro for you? If Okongwu has gone, oh, like you know who it is for me. Like, what? Why are we playing? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know, I know, and what, I know. What, the, what are you doing? Not like you know who it is for me. Like the special players. There's one right there still. Like I, I'm still. I, I would love to take the best three and D guy here with upside to me where he could become. You know, I know Middleton is a guy that he's been compared to, and yeah, I think that Devin Vassell holds a lot more offensive capabilities than just being a spot up shooter only and defending. And even if you get that here, then great. You're not going to be, you, you pick up assets and you go at it in the 2021 NBA draft with another high pick, because I don't expect one to make the postseason. Like we know what it is with Vassell. you know, what about a Killian Hayes, not a, who you've also been a fan of. Like there's certainly that opportunity that he could be there as well. You move back four spots. You still have an opportunity to collect a couple of those other guys that could be very good in a draft that we just don't know about. Might as well take more bites at the apple. You know what? You're that's probably what I'm right. Go with Devin Vassell. You're probably okay. right. <laughs> we'll move on. We go. On. But, but here's the thing: I can't go wait ahead, for Doug to yell at you for this one because we know he's going to yell at you. I'm, I'm uh, again. I'm a little bit more hesitant, but go ahead. Let Doug. Doug, I know you're listening. Yell uh, at him, not me. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that I gotten yelled. I've gotten yelled at by Doug Branson. Let's talk about some of the other crazy things that happened in the NBA. It happened last night while you were sleeping. What were the most significant trades that took place? We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. But what he showed in summer league, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game end of comma oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a uh, radar, <laughs> radar. Me, of all NBA. Yeah. On the radar, on the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah. You're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from uh, Catawba County. Get so on the radar. It's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast. 
Another thing I asked Bobby Marks about earlier today was Russell Westbrook and the chances that he could become a Charlotte Hornet. I also asked him about Michael Jordan's reported interest in Russell Westbrook, and he laughed and he said, I'm sure, Michael, if he's got interest, that he knows what he's doing. He's been in the league a long time. But uh, I have to imagine that Bobby Marks wouldn't be a fan if it took first round picks. In fact, when Bobby Marks was saying what it would take to land a guy like a Russell Westbrook, he says that he can't imagine a team actually giving up multiple first rounders, certainly not like what the Houston Rockets decided to do to go get Russell. And that's just not what you would be doing here anymore. Mark Stein tweets out something as of 13 minutes ago from this recording. He says, Charlotte and the Knicks are the only teams with verified trade interest in Russell Westbrook league sources say dot, dot, dot interest with many caveats. So that's important. Mm-hmm. Putting, put, putting How the many people are going to ignore ca- that caveats part though. I, I hope not, but you certainly are right about that. People are going to ignore it because people already have not a, like, look, I haven't read what Mark Stein has, you know, you can sign up for the New York times thing. And I just haven't done that. So I didn't read it, but I did read the ringers post with Kevin O'Connor. And when he talked about the Charlotte Hornets, the interest in Russell Westbrook, he talked about Michael Jordan having some interest there, but that they're not going to give up the third overall pick and that it would have to be for the right price. And so if the Hornets are truly interested, maybe it is all because of Michael Jordan. I'm hoping that Mitch Kupchak, based on the comments we heard Friday and what seems to be his philosophy all along is that he's not going to do anything stupid to go get Russell Westbrook. I would argue that getting Russell Westbrook anyway is just stupid, but nonetheless, hopefully it wouldn't be by giving up first round picks, Devontae Graham, any young piece like that. And I believe I saw something that like Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst were, you know, kind of laughing and shrugging off the idea of the Hornets giving up anything significant and young for Russell. So that would be kind of a change of pace with the confidence Zach Lowe has in the Hornets. (laughs) Um, We'll see, but I just, it it was, it seems like not a, if the Hornets really are interested in Russell, it's not enough for the Houston Rockets to find it worth their time. Like I I can't, I, I can't imagine too many trade packages that the Houston Rockets would think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let's go ahead and deal Westbrook now. Um, it, it, it just, it, it, I, I don't see it happening. And we talked about this a lot, but it seems like the, the more we've heard from Mitch, the piece that we saw with Kevin O'Connor and some context that was put in there as well. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'd be pissed, but I'd also be surprised if I saw this happen Yeah, at this point. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a legit conversation. I think it was, Hey, we have no problem stashing your stashing Russell Westbrook on our books for the right price. And then, whoever it is it's the gm over there i think it's Raphael stone is like okay what's the right price oh you see what uh you see what drew holiday got that's the right price that's the right price that's well they don't even have that they don't even have three first round picks (laughs) (laughs) they have the two um speaking of those trades yeah yeah, go ahead but but literally i think people need to just start thinking about it in that terms they need a lot for what needs to happen for Russell Westbrook to be on here. Houston's got to do a lot of dealing. They started last night. They need to continue. With all the trades that we saw last night, Milwaukee decides to go after Drew Holiday, Nada, and it was a ridiculous haul they gave up to go get Drew Holiday. 30-year-old Drew Holiday. They gave up first-round picks. In fact, I think Bobby Marks did tweet uh, everything that the Bucks gave up, and it was George Hill kind of as a throw-in who was really good for the Milwaukee Bucks last season. But so here, here's what it is. Bobby Marks tweets out, New Orleans receives the 2020 first-round pick via Indiana, 
a 2024 right to swap, a 2025 first round unprotected, a 2026 right to swap, and a 2027 first round unprotected. That's all to go get Drew Holiday. And we didn't even get into what they gave up to go get Bogdanovich from Sacramento. Oh yeah. And they gave up some pieces like a Dante DiVincenzo, which, you know, decent player. DiVincenzo did some nice things for them last year. Even maybe a little bit of a somewhat reclamation project, like a guy, you know, with a DJ Wilson, you know, maybe there's something not um, realized in his potential there. Like, I don't know. I, I well, We'll see what the Kings are able to get out of all of that. But I asked Bobby about this too, and he discussed that he's interested to see what Milwaukee is going to do bench-wise, where, okay, on paper, yeah. that starting five looks good. You've got Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday in the mix. Brooke Lopez is still there. So, you know, you've got some good pieces, but what's the what's the depth going to look like? And, yeah. and, you know, that becomes all the more interesting, Nada, because we know Mike Boonholzer loves to only play Giannis 30 minutes a game. He's out <laughs> exactly. here coaching the postseason like it's game 46 of the regular season. So, you know, you're hoping that you can get some real depth because of Mike Budenholzer's coaching style. What did you make of what the Milwaukee Bucks gave up for Drew Holiday? Uh, I hope Giannis signs there Friday. I, that, that's the biggest thing. If Giannis doesn't sign there, like, this year, I have questions because if that's the case – then look, guys, we have – I don't want to hear any more jokes about the Charlotte Hornets and their, their ability to manage a, a roster, this, that, and the third, because five – five, basically three first-rounders and two pick swaps is lunacy, even if you have Giannis. Because at some point, you're going to need to reload the team. And most importantly, how do you do that, Walker? You do that with first-round picks, especially late. You draft and develop, especially if you're a small market team. So this doesn't make any sort of sense to where just how this works. I, I, I don't get it. I hope it works out for them. I hope they keep you honest. Small markets deserve nice things, too. But a lot of this, this don't make sense at all. Yeah. I mean, it has to be Giannis saying, go get and go make this happen or I'm not staying. And, you know, I've seen people bring up the point and it's true. Okay. So here the bucks are with a 50, 40, 90 guy like Malcolm Brogdon. And they mm -hmm. decide that they don't want to dive into the luxury tax that they feel they can still be as good without Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Brogdon on the roster. Now in the regular season, that was certainly true. But when you got to the postseason. Again, Brogdon was uh, what a lot of people thought was the second best player on that first uh, appearance that they had a couple of years ago or the previous one, I should say. And they let him go because they didn't want to go into the luxury tax. They went at it with Eric Bledsoe, who played better in games, and Chris Middleton, who played better in games. But then they eventually got bounced by the Miami Heat. And it was the Miami Heat going to the Eastern Conference Finals and then eventually the NBA Finals. So I think what happens here, it's Milwaukee being, oh, God, we bleeped up. We need to make sure we get a different kind of shakeup. Let's go after Drew Holiday. And I have to imagine Giannis signed off on this or they don't do it. They're, they can't be that stupid. But not, I mean, they gave up three first round picks, as we mentioned. Mm -hmm. And something that I don't think a lot of people are discussing. Remember the Nikola Miritich trade? Yep. Where they gave up a ton of second rounders. I believe it was something like, was it four first rounders or something mm -hmm. like that? They gave up multiple picks. And they did that for like half a season of Miritich because he decided he didn't like it here in America anymore. He's going to play overseas. And so they traded second round picks that are also used as bargaining chips to improve your roster. So they got rid of all their second round picks and they got rid of three first round picks 
all in the hopes that Giannis signs there. Now, if he does, and it's because Drew Holiday is proof that they care about building the roster, then cool, you do that. But I, I mean, that guy's 30 years old and like, that's who you go all in on. Man, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's risky. There's no doubt about it. It's beyond risky and it doesn't make any sense. And I hope, like I said, I hope it works out for him. But there's a lot of this that feels incredibly risky. There's a lot of this that feels like rushed. And I'll, there's a lot of this that feels like that nukes a team if this goes wrong. Or even if, let's, or better yet, let's say Giannis signs on, but after two years, he's tired of taking the slander of not winning a ring. And he wants out anyway. You're not recovering from that for a while. Like, that's a seven-year recovery period, no matter what happens, if Giannis wants out in two years. So I, I, I get why you do it, but at the same time, there, there needed to be some more protection on a lot of those picks. And for me, that's way too much. Way yeah, too much for um, holiday. All right, before we end today's show, Robert Covington also dealt to the Portland Trailblazers and the James Harden story took uh, real traction when Harden reportedly denied a $50 million a year extension because he wants to go to Brooklyn so badly and the Houston Rockets end up dealing Robert Covington to Portland. Now they get a first round, they get the 16th overall pick and a 2021 protected first round pick. So um, still first two first round picks. It seems like, you know, a good compensation, you know, good return for Robert Covington. But now it, it, this might be a, something where the Rockets are blowing it all up. If James Harden is somebody they end up dealing, what did you make of some of the things coming from Rockets land? Um, the Rockets have a massive problem. And the only thing I would say is everyone laughing at James Harden for not taking $50 million. You don't take $50 million from a guy that you don't think the check's actually going to clear. Because it's like, Walker, I could give you, I could say, I'm going to pay you $100 million over the next two years. Are you going to believe me? No, I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're not going to. From all not, this money we're making doing locked on podcast network shows, man, that's all. That's what you'd be paying me in. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, when we have these discussions, man, like a, a, about all of this, I don't think, I don't think James Harden thinks that, that Fertitta can pay him. And I, I don't necessarily blame him either. When you're filing for PPE loans during all of this, like you're doing this to make sure that everybody gets paid. And we got to remember that when it comes to Fertitta, most of his money was lost because he runs a whole bunch of restaurants and casinos. What, what's one thing that you can't really have in a whole bunch of this? People. He doesn't have the money to pay him $103, $103 million over two years to extend him like that. There is, there's a lot of this that, I get, and I, I think, and this is why when we said it yesterday, they have to trade Harden first before you can think about doing anything with Russ. And they're going to have to trade Harden first, and I don't think it's going to be to Brooklyn. Um, I don't think it's going to be to Brooklyn. I don't think it's going to be to Philly. I think it's going to be like, and unfortunately, I would love to use this reference. I will use it anyway, even though you will not understand it. It's like McNulty in the wire asking where he doesn't want to go. <laughs> and I think they're going to send, I think they're going to send Harden to the most asset rich place possible. It may be Milwaukee. It, I'm not, no, I'm sorry. It's not Milwaukee. It may be New Orleans. It may be OKC, but it'll be one of those places where they can recoup a whole bunch of those picks so that they can do something to move Westbrook. That's the only way this ends. 
All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. We have the NBA draft tomorrow. It'll be fun. We're not able to do an NBA uh, live draft show, so we are going to do it uh, across the entire podcast network, though. I think David Locke is going to be hosting a live draft show. I'll be appearing on that show before and after the pick is made by the Hornets. So I'll be dropping some preview there, but also some analysis on what the Hornets actually did do with the third overall selection. If they trade back or actually decide to go with it. So that will be taking place tomorrow. Make sure you check that out. Thanks again to built go for supporting the show. And thanks to you for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on NBA. We'll be back with you tomorrow on NBA draft. Day.